Hey friends, welcome to the Success Money Mindset Podcast. My name is Scotty Taylor Jr. and I'm a money manifestation expert, success and finance coach, and serial entrepreneur on my way to a seven-figure year and creating the life of my dreams. I am obsessed with helping you make more money, bust your limiting beliefs around money and success, and create a life you once thought was impossible. I teach you the tried and true, tactical and energetic principles of success and money to help you massively up-level your life. My goal in this podcast is to help you achieve the things you really desire so you can go out and change the world. Think of this podcast as a conversation with your financially savvy best friend who really wants what's best for you and challenges and encourages you with your mindset development along the way. I am so excited you're here and I have such a good feeling about this. Get ready to learn and grow on this journey together and let's have some fun. My name is Alana and you are listening to Give a Damn, a podcast that intentionally and mindfully explores life's common challenges in order to break down the barriers between us and become the best version of yourself. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Give a Damn podcast. My name is Alana Weinroth. It's so good to be here with you guys today. I'm super, super excited about our guest today. But before we before we jump in, um, the Give a Damn website is going to be up and running. Hopefully, by the time this is actually out, so giveadam.community will be up and running. It's been uh, revamped. There will be merch on there and as well as access to my yoga classes, as well as access to the podcast. So please, please, please do me a favor and check it out and, um, see all the exciting things that are coming in the give a damn community. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Thank you for helping me having it fill me up during this time. And I hope it's filled all of you up as well. Um, one of my favorite parts of the give a damn community is this podcast. You guys, I haven't brought a guest on in a minute and I'm really excited because you know I like to bring my friends you know I bring my friends on the podcast uh, but also because my <laughs> also because my friends are outstanding people giving a damn about themselves and definitely giving a damn about their community so um I wanted to bring on my friend Scott today I'm going to read you his bio but just before I even jump into that we have done so much cool stuff together he has changed my life dramatically I've watched him change the lives of so many people around him he really walks the walk and talks the talk and those are the kind of people that I really like to have on here to talk to you guys I think you're going to get so much out of this today this is a unique conversation we're talking about how to make more money how do you manifest more money into your life how do you have a healthy relationship with money so i'm really excited for you guys to get into it because it actually pairs so well with how you give a damn about yourself so i'm not going to give it all away without further ado scotty taylor jr is a money mindset coach and professional financial advisor scotty's goal is to unlock a client's personal potential explore and improve their relationship with money and ultimately earn more money scotty helps his clients work through limiting beliefs elevate their mindset, and as he once did, take those crucial next steps towards working less, earning more, and living with more abundance. Scotty is a recovering workaholic. He loves tennis, 
soccer, soda water, the beach, reading, and is a new dog dad. Welcome to the podcast, Scotty. Thank you. You're my favorite person ever, and I'm so stoked to be here. And this could, I'm just like, this is so much fun. I'm so excited. This, our relationship has been so organic. So for you, for the listeners to know, I got introduced to Scott to be my financial advisor by a friend and we started meeting and it was so helpful. I never met with a financial advisor. I had all these myths in my head about what that meant. Like I had to have a lot of money or, you know, um, and I, and I just was like, I was so nervous. Like I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And Scott, you just like, you helped break that mindset. And then we just, we started to become friends and I'm like, can I be friends with you? Is that weird? And then we just went for it and we just had so yeah. much synergy in the work that we're doing. So I'm yeah. just, I'm so excited to have like where we're at today. I know it's um it doesn't happen with all my clients as you can imagine but <laughs> you have something special and, and unique and I think when um when it comes down to it I think we both recognize that we're both humans so yes you can have working professional relationships with people but something that I think is so valuable in professional relationships is that human component that human element mm-hmm. and just being like super real and super authentic like we pop on and you see me like in a t-shirt you see me with my shirt off doing yoga but like <laughs> that doesn't mean that there isn't a level of respect and professionalism as well and I think that's why we bonded and why we've become friends because we both kind of have that mutual understanding we both care about things a lot but we're also we don't take life too seriously we also like to have fun and just laugh and just like enjoy things yes Um, and I think when you find other people that lead with their hearts as well you connect with them and you bond with them and I think that's kind of what happened with us I think you're totally right. That's exactly right. I remember now I invited you to one of my yoga classes. I was teaching at a studio. And again, I think I told my studio, like my financial advisor is coming to class. And it was so hot and you were like sweating. And I just felt so bad. I was so, I had not done hot yoga in a very long time. And I was like, I'm going to pass out. I'm actually going to have an episode. I'm going to be the only person here. I swear to God, I lost like 15 pounds of water. It was a lot. Yeah, sweat yoga was a lot. But now you go to my give a damn classes and we played in the same soccer league, um, intramural soccer league. And um, and now you're in Miami. And now I'm in Miami. I feel like we've been closer than ever um, now that you've been in Miami, which is wild. <laughs> the advent of the, of the technology and just like things changing and you just want to share them with people you care about. And, you know, I had you as a yoga teacher for my course. So like, there's just been, there's just a yeah. lot of stuff that we can do together and to, to, to help each other synergistically. And that's like the ideal scenario is when there really is that trade-off where you feel like you're learning from each other. Um, so it feels very symbiotic and very equal um, yeah. versus like a mentor mentee type relationship, right? Like when I think there's, that's an interesting concept that I'm kind of thinking about, like when you are an expert in a field or a mentor in a field and you teach somebody else something, that doesn't mean that they can't teach you things about other areas of life, right? Like you're not, not yes. I'm not an expert in everything. And there are certain things that I'm not necessarily well equipped to add, that I do need to continue to grow and learn about. And I think that's what we've done together. I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. as flexible as some other people. So I, I just do my best and I learn the process and I learn how to be more present through you and through your yoga classes. 
Well, thank you. I'm so glad. And I, yeah, I think you're right. I think what, what's been really cool about our relationship is that we sort of um, support each other in the areas that we both need support, but it never feels like yeah. one person's like above the other. It's like, oh, do you need this? Yeah. Like, let me help you. Do you need this? So that's yeah. how things have always been. And it was sort of, a, so that was sort of a no brainer. Like, why have yeah. you not been on the Give a Damn podcast yet? That's crazy. And you have your yeah. own podcast as well, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the, it's the Money Success Mindset podcast which I usually don't do a lot of interviews, but maybe we'll have you on and I'll ask you some questions about some stuff and we'll, uh, and we'll, we'll uh, serve my audience as well. But yeah, I mean, I love podcasting. I think it's such a valuable, powerful tool to get into the, the mindset of somebody else to listen to something when you're just kind of doing things throughout the day. And it doesn't really require a lot of energy or commitment. You can just listen to it. You can absorb it. And more than anything, I think knowledge is powerful, but I think energy is more powerful. So sometimes when you connect with a, with a speaker or with a podcaster or somebody, you kind of just want to be in their energy. It's not always about everything they say, having to like really be the perfect thing. They say it at the yeah. right time. It's more about contributing to a conversation than being a total expert. Um, cause I know that can be a little daunting for, for some people sometimes. Yeah. And it's more about like how they, how they approach a topic that you want to learn more about. So like money, I know we're going to talk about money. Like how yeah. do I approach money? And is that congruent with the way that people, that way that you as a listener or you as a, as a podcaster would like to hear about money? Am I speaking yeah. about it in a way that makes you feel good? Or are you hearing about it in a way like, I don't know, like Dave Ramsey, where it's like, you can't afford that. Like, does it make you feel good, right? Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Totally. That's that, that adage, like, you just have to start before you're ready. And I think that's it. It's like, you don't have to be an expert. People just vibe with energy. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. you know, there's so many people who are doing podcasts now. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited because you, I've never shared your energy with my Give a Damn community. And again, you've changed my life. So Scott, before we dive in, um, and the way we're going to run this, you guys, is I want to ask Scott some questions that I think that you all would have for him, which are the most commonly asked questions about money and limiting beliefs around money. And so we're going to kind of run it like that. But before we get into that, Scott, I would love for people, for you to share with people what your journey with money was and what makes, this is what makes you unique is that how that coincided with your journey with spirituality. Cause I know that you, you connect those two. Yeah. And a lot of people sometimes see them as very different. So like the path to making more money sometimes feels less spiritual and I am not available for that paradigm. I'm like, nope, I can be spiritual. I can make money. All of that is accessible and available to me. And that makes me a great person and a great human. Um, so I'll kind of just rewind and I'll start from not like the day I was born, but I'll start a little <laughs> bit more from the last couple of years and how we got to this place right where we are now. Um, so I just, I actually used to work in the corporate world. So I was one of those corporate kids in New York city, working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, making great money at, at the time. You know, I was in my early twenties and was like, so burnt out. I didn't know exactly what burnout was, but you know, when we were in our twenties, we have more energy than we do now. <laughs> oh God. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, venti coffees from Starbucks were my life. Um, but I did that for about five, six years or so. And then when I was working in corporate, I always enjoyed it. And I had a, a six figure job and I was, and I was doing well. And I was like in my mid to late twenties, I think I was about 27 years old. And I remember very vividly, it was like a Thursday afternoon. 
I will like literally never forget this. It was summer. So it was probably like July, August timeframe in New York. And it's like a beautiful time. It's hot, but it's a very beautiful time in New York. And it was 3 p.m. And I was sitting in my cube with no windows thinking to myself, it was 3 p.m. And I had no more work to do for that day. Like I had finished everything. I was like really efficient with my time. And I was like, I can't leave. I can't like get up and leave because I am a salaried employee. And like my boss expects me to be there. And I remember like thinking, I feel like my soul is dying. And that's like so dramatic, I know. But like, I remember thinking so vividly, I'm like, this can't be life. This can't be the way that I want to pursue my life. And there's no, like, there's no right or wrong with how you approach work, with how you approach money. For me, that just felt, it felt very off, right? That was the first time that I had actually really started to connect with my intuition and my emotion to be like, something about this isn't right. And then of course the universe throws me the biggest curveball. So my mom actually got sick with cancer in 2014. She was diagnosed um, and she passed away at the end of 2014 in about seven months. So it was a very quick progression really tough, but I was living in New York. She was in New Jersey. So I basically kind of moved home. I got to spend a lot of time with her. Um, you know, I won't go super deep into it, but it was obviously a very difficult time for myself, my dad, my brother. Um, and then after she passed away, I was like, okay, I need to make a change in my life. Right. That was the catalyst where like, when you see somebody that you love and my mom, like your mother is always such a strong presence in your life like she was my best friend she and I were so similar in so many ways and so after that happened I was like I have to change my life right there's there's when you hit a catalyst or, or a pivotal moment in your life it can go one of two ways you can just continue life as it is and you can go back to normal back to the routine or you can make a change and sometimes mm -hmm. you need that catalyst that emotional like push to actually make the change so from January 2015 to October 2015, I saved as much money as I possibly could. I mean, I was the cheapest mother effort in the world for about <laughs> nine months. And I quit my job and I moved to Colombia. I backpacked Central America for about 10 months. Highly encourage that for anybody that's like, oh, I want to do that. Just do it. Do Honestly, it. <laughs> like, it's not, it's super safe. It's super inexpensive. I spent maybe like total of $18,000 for a full year. I mean, that's, I know that's like a, a lot of money, but like it's not that much money to yeah. spend in a full year. Like I spend that in like two months on rent basically now. Yeah. And so then in 2016, I was starting up a business. Um, it was actually a cricket protein bar business. I don't even know if you know this. No. I started a business selling cricket protein bars, like the insect cricket. Oh, oh like actual cricket. <laughs> Like actual insect crickets, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Buy those? <laughs> no, that's why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> okay. I know this is really, this is a very long roundabout story, but I think it's that's important okay. for context. So in 2016, I started up that business. I moved to LA to pursue that business. And 2016 was the most difficult year financially of my life. So I was bartending on the weekends. I was consulting for about $25 an hour. I was starting up my business. I had poured about $40,000 of savings from my own savings that I'd spent years to, to make, right? Because it's not like I was making $500,000, making like 70,000 for a while. So it, it takes a while to save up. Yeah. And I spent $40,000 and the business was failing. I was working seven days a week, completely exhausted, 
And that's when I started my real spiritual growth journey and my money mentality journey. So I remember at the end of 2016, I made $26,000. I was working seven days a week. And I'm like, how in the hell is this possible? It really is like, so I mean, there's, there's a whole story as to why, right? They're super sustainable. They're high in protein, low in fat. I'm not, I'm not going to promote them anymore. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're a good salesman. You're like, oh, maybe I'll get some, uh, that business. So what I learned in 2016 was I knew how to be busy. And yeah. I think a lot of us know how to be busy. A lot of us understand how to work hard. We know how to hustle. We know how to put in time. We know how to put in energy, blood, sweat, and tears. And that's what I was really good at. But I had no idea how to make money. Like I had no idea the, the, that the amount of hours you put in, the amount of energy you put in is not always correlated with how much money you make, right? Because if that was the case, it, the teachers of the world and the people who are, who are working like a minimum wage, they would be working the least, right? So because they don't get paid as much as like, you know, somebody that's making hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I learned at that point in time that the amount of money you make and the amount of hours you work are not always correlated. And that's what really kind of started the journey. So the spirituality journey started when my mom passed away, when you're, there's a catalyst to that. The money journey started in 2016 when I was like, wait a minute, life with money right now is stressful. It sucks. I'm, I feel guilty. I feel stressed. I feel overwhelmed. I don't know how to make money. I'm struggling to pay my bills. I'm bartending on the weekends just to like make it. And by the way, I was a terrible bartender. Like a ter <laughs> I, I didn't know how to make any drinks. I am just like, I'm a charmer. I'm a Libra. So like I charmed my way into the job. And uh -huh. I'm like, yeah, you have a nice smile. You can figure it out. Not even a clue how to make any drinks. Oh my God. Like Googling things on my phone. Oh boy. And so yeah. mm -hmm. that's what got me to... And so now, right, so fast forward where I'm at at the moment, I spent the past three years building up a very successful financial planning business. I also do one-on-one -on -one money coaching. I have online digital programs that I sell to people who want to improve and repair their relationship with money and want to make more money by working less and making more. And all of it is mindset, right? There's tactics that, that, it, that exist and we go into those but there's so much mindset work that goes into your relationship with money that, that we don't even realize we're holding ourselves back. And it's not intentional. A lot of it is subconscious work that we've picked up over years because society didn't really teach us how to deal with money. Society right. and our parents probably didn't have a great grasp on it. And so when we're taught things, when we pick up things when we're younger, it's a lot, a lot of it is around what we can't have, right? There's not enough money. We can't afford that. Uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Rich people are greedy. Rich people are selfish. And when you build up all of these implicit or like subconscious beliefs over time, you start to internalize them and then mm -hmm. they become the script that you run your life on and how you earn money. And so unless you change that script, then, you know, you're not going to necessarily know how to make more money. Yeah. So yeah. Limiting beliefs, right? That's like yeah. the whole definition of limiting beliefs. It's just a thought that you keep telling yourself. It's you're not actually attached to that thought. And it's interesting that yeah. we don't realize how many limiting beliefs we have around money. Like why, yeah. why, why don't we piece that together? You know, there's, um, and the thing is, so with doing this work for a while now and talking to people, 
I don't think people want to accept the fact that they have a limiting belief around money because um, it sounds like they did something wrong, right? Like if you have a limiting belief around money, you're like, oh, how did I, like, what did I do wrong? How did I mess this up? Yeah. And the truth is it's not, it's not your fault if you don't have a great relationship with money. Like it's not, it's not inherently your fault if you, if you feel guilty around money or if you feel stressed around money. It's just that you weren't taught how to actually deal with money from somebody who right. knows how to do money. And so limiting beliefs, you put it perfectly. It's a thought that you keep thinking. It's like the, it's something that think about like Santa Claus, right? Santa Claus, when you were younger, you believed was true. Like beyond all shadow. Well, I know you're Jewish. So maybe not. Santa <laughs> <that's Santa. laughs> no, I believed in Santa Claus. I did. Okay. <laughs> but whatever it is, there's, there's something that we believe. And at one point in time, that whole viewpoint on life shatters, right? So that at some point in time, mm -hmm. I remember when my dad told me that Santa Claus wasn't real, everything I thought completely changed. And it's the same idea. So a belief or a limiting belief is a belief that we believe, but the, the reason it's limiting is because inherently the way that what we believe is preventing us from earning more money. Right. So there's, there are beliefs that we adopt and we all have limiting beliefs, right? In every area of life, there's always going to be something that's holding us back. We just need to start uncovering them and peeling them back over time. And it's really like, it sounds, I'm making it sound kind of painful. It's fun work, right? Because yeah. when you, when you, when you clear up a belief that you were believing before and you change your paradigm and you change your story, like so much good shit can happen. Like so much awesome stuff starts to flow in and you're like, damn, what am I missing out on? This is great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so how can someone tell if they do need to improve their relationship with money? Like, I know for me, when I started seeing you, I, I felt the same way. It's like, I was taught you work a nine to five job and you work hard to get, to move up the ladder. And so I've always had like one job and I would like hustle on the side a little bit, but my side hustle was like driving to Playa Vista to teach a yoga class for $40 a class that is taxed. And yeah. then like, so, and, you know, and then I work at Covenant yeah. House for a salary and like, what it, so I didn't even know until I met you that I needed to improve yeah. my relationship with money. So how do people know? So that's a great question. The, the things, some telltale signs is tuning into your emotions first and foremost. So if, if you start to feel jealousy around other people earning money or other people having money, or if you see other people doing great things and like buying things and whatnot, and you feel jealous, that's a sign of a scarcity mindset. So jealousy mm -hmm. is rooted in the fact that there's not enough for everybody. There's not enough to go around. And if you feel jealous when somebody else gets something, that's a sign. It's just a symptom of the fact that there might be a belief in there that, that is preventing you from really feeling the abundance. Um, I would say anytime that there's like guilt, guilt is, an, is another one. So if you spend money and you feel guilty, or if you think about money, you feel guilty, stress, anxiety, you use your emotions as, as a gauge, like as a compass. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but use your emotions to feel into if there's potentially something there. So the way that I describe it and the way that I talk to clients about this is if there's something in your money life that doesn't feel good. It doesn't have to be like that. Like you get to change the environment. So for you, for your example, like driving to Playa Vista to go there, like with the, with the, with the new knowledge that you can believe things and feel things, however you want to feel, you're like, does it feel good for me to drive 
45 minutes to go to a yoga class to earn $40, that's tax, I pay gas. Does that feel good to me, right? And you're like, I feel like maybe I'm getting underpaid. I feel like maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hustling so hard and I'm not earning my worth. Like whatever the thought comes up, we get to identify that and just trace it back, right? Yeah. So I call it tracing the metaphorical thread. So you just kind of say, well, why do I feel like that? Why do I feel stressed about money? Oh, well, I feel stressed about money because I don't know how to pay my bills. Okay, well, why don't, I, why don't you know how to pay your bills? And you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And almost always it can get traced back to something of, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel um, like special. There's always some like deep inner feeling around it. Interesting. So that's where the connection to sort of like spirituality and mindfulness comes into place. Cause a lot of times yeah. our limiting beliefs around money actually have to do with like our self-worth or yes. what we feel like we, um, deserve, you know, yeah. again, I think I'm just using myself as an example for people, but yeah. you know, I think for a long time I felt like, Oh, I didn't deserve to ask for more money. And then mm -hmm. I remember you again, you've had such a huge impact on my life. You're like, you get to ask for like premium pricing. You get to ask for your worth. Like you are offering people mm -hmm. something great. And I yeah. never thought that I could do that. Well, then I realized like that's some deep, that's the limiting belief I'm telling myself. So that's like the work that I need to do. So I think like, yeah. so I think like with, with what we're telling, what people could pick up from this is like, if you need some guidance on how to do that internal work, and maybe you have recommendations actually, like, I, I guess maybe let me ask you that. Like, um, yeah. what do you recommend? Like, do you have things that like your go-to things? Like, do you meditate? Do you journal? Like mm -hmm. what are the things you do to work through those limiting beliefs? So, yeah. So I would say the, I'm going to talk about money specifically because there's, there's limiting beliefs in every situation. It could be about relationships. It could be about like partnerships, yeah. friendships. Like you can have beliefs like, oh, my partner always mistreats me. Or I, every time I earn money, all the money gets gone out of my bank account. Or if I earn a lot of money, my family will ask me for it. Right. There's, there's a lot of different potential limiting beliefs out there or just beliefs that right that, that maybe don't feel good. So the first thing is ask yourself how you feel about a belief, right? Because just my my inherent my inherent truth and paradigm. By the way, for those of you that don't know paradigm, maybe that's a slightly odd word to be using. Paradigm is kind of like the way that you see the world. So the way that I use paradigm is synonymous with like my viewpoint on the world. So when mm -hmm. I say my paradigm is blah blah blah, I just mean like my viewpoint on the world is blah blah blah, right? So just to clarify, um, but ask yourself how you feel about something in with regard to money, right? So when you pay your bills, you feel stressed. Well, why do I feel stressed? Do I want to feel stressed, right? So if the answer is no, well, I don't want to feel stressed. Perfect. That's the first place to start, right? Mm -hmm. The second thing that I do all the time is I journal out everything. I literally always, and well, if for those of you listening to this, I, there's also a video and there's pages <laughs> and pages and pages of me journaling where, you know, if I spend a little bit more this month, I start to feel guilty. I start to feel stressed. I feel like I'm effing it all up. I feel like money is going to just disappear. And I just get it all out on paper, right? Because it's a safe space. You're not talking to a friend or you're not talking to another person who's going to judge you. Um, I would I would even encourage you journaling out first and then talking to like a therapist or a coach, because, you know, I love therapists and I think therapists have a great place. 
therapists are humans also, and they don't necessarily know how to deal with money any better than you do. So like you can talk about your feelings, but they might not be well equipped either to help you with your money journey. So yeah. I would really start with journaling it out and get the emotions out there. And then this is the biggest key. So if you're going to take anything from this conversation as a listener, anybody, this is the number one thing write out how you want to feel and identify how you want to feel, not just how you don't want to feel. That is the biggest thing I see with people. I talk to clients and I'm like, how do you want to feel with money? They're like, I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel angry. I'm like, great. Awesome. But how do you want to feel? And they're like, uh, I'm like, so start to write down, like, you want to feel abundant, supported, loved, secure. You want to feel um, like massive overflow of money. Like, what do you want to feel? And start to identify what that would feel like and journal that out. That would be my encouragement. Oh, that's a great idea. I love that. I don't think I've even done that. That's a great exercise. And I'm definitely going to do that today. <laughs> um, so Scott, once people start repairing their relationship with money, what happens? Like what happens when you work on your relationship with money? What's going to shift in your life? What are people, what can people expect? Yeah. I'll share with you how it shifted for me um, because that's mm-hmm. the most relevant. And then I'll tell you about some of the clients that I work with. I used to feel so massively guilty when I spent money. I mean, guilt level to the max. Like if I spent mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars or, or thousands of dollars, whatever it was, and I would look at my credit card statement and it felt too high when I was in my twenties, I would go around my apartment and find things to return because I was so guilty about my credit card being high. Yeah. And that lasted for a long time. And when I finally sat down and started to repair my relationship with money and start to understand that money is a neutral resource, it's a tool. It doesn't need to be anything beyond that. It doesn't have to be stressful or anxiety provoking. When I started to really work and internalize that, the stress dropped and I got to be more present in my daily life. So I stopped going out to eat with friends or or partners or family thinking about the bill 24 seven. I stopped waking up first thing in the morning and thinking, shit, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be cursing or not. Oh, you can curse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't wake up first thing in the morning and say, shoot, I have to check my bank account. Like I'm stressed. And how am I going to pay my bills? Right. I allow money to be a resource in my life. And I don't tie my worth or my being to the numbers in my checking account, bank account, investment account, whatever. I allow yeah. myself to be more present and I don't, and I, and I, and I'm more aware and I'm more calm when it comes to finance related topics. Now there's still stress, right? There, I'm not, I don't live a stress-free life, right? I pay my yeah. staff. Like, I mean, I got my puppy. She was not cheap. Um, no, I, not. I went, <laughs> and my Amex bill was all due yesterday. It was $15,000. Just going, okay. You know, and those things still affect me, but I just take a step back and I remove myself and the emotion from it and things feel Alana, I cannot even describe to you how much better it feels to release the hold that money has over me emotionally. And that's really what happens when you improve your relationship or start working on your relationship with money is things just start to feel more free. They feel more relaxed. They feel more um, aligned. They feel more at ease. Like there's just not this level of anxiety that was once there. And it's really nice. 
Oh God. I am like, yes, sign me up for all of that. Sign me up. <laughs> we've all been there though. We've all yeah. checked our bank accounts all the time. We've all had yeah. that anxiety, that guilt. Oh my gosh. I still get that. Like when I buy stuff for myself, um, my mom's always like, you can splurge on yourself. I'm like, I can't. I feel so guilty. Guilty. Why? Yeah. Why? Like we earn our own money. Yeah. We work hard yeah. for it. Like you make your budget and, you know, and you work within your means. So I can definitely see how that would have an effect on just like your anxiety levels in yeah. general. We don't realize how much of our anxiety is tied to like our lack mindset around money. Yeah. And again, it's not our fault. And I actually want to use, I want to touch on that because I think that's a great point, right? So you don't want to feel guilty when you spend money, but sometimes you do, right? And it's sometimes yeah. not as easy as just saying, well, I don't want to feel guilty. And then it just changes, right? Like we right. don't necessarily always have control over how we feel 24 seven, things come up and things bubble up, right? Yeah. So the way that I, the way that I view this and the way that I think about this is if you feel guilty when you spend money, know that it comes from a good place, right? So it's your, it, you adopted that belief. We all have adopted that belief because at some point in time, it served us, right? So these right. beliefs have perceived benefits, right? So this feeling guilty when you spend money probably mm -hmm. served you at some point in time in your life to get you to not overspend, mm -hmm. right? Because you don't want to yes. get into credit card debt and feel like you're feeling like massively like burdened with debt and you're struggling. So it has a, there's a purpose to it. There's a, there's a benefit to it, but that usually only lasts for a period of time in our life. And then now that we're older, now we can recognize and say, okay, thank you, Alana 1.0, the, the old version of myself who felt guilty, who did those things because there was a perceived benefit. And now I get to adopt, how do I want to feel when I spend money? Well, I know when I spend money, I want to feel abundant. I want to feel like a badass bitch. I want to feel like I am just like stepping into my next level of earning and wealth and spending and fun. And it's just, I want it to feel great. And so I choose those emotions consistently. And it's a process. I don't yeah. just like swipe my credit card and be like, fuck yeah. I swipe my credit card and I have to remind myself like, this is me supporting myself. This is me being abundant. This is me allowing myself to be at that next level of abundance. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is such a good way of putting it. I love that. I, you're so, so right. One of my, one of the things I want to feel when I spend money, like you said, like, what do you, what do you want it to be? Not what you don't want it to be. Yeah. It's like, I always just, I dream of that day that I can just like buy, like take everyone out to dinner and be like, it's on yeah. me, like my treat and feel no, like nothing but joy and pride around that. And so that's yeah. something that like I've worked on after taking your course, your yeah. um, money station course is like, I tell myself that it's on my gratitude list a lot of like what I'm worthy yeah. of. It's like, I'm worthy of buying dinner for all my friends or my family or yeah. whatever. And so the more that I just, that's the power of manifestation, right? The more you tell yourself that that's what you want to be, the more yeah. I feel like I've started to like, like last week I took like some coworkers and, and some people out to dinner and I was like, I got it. Like, I know I got it. It's fine. And you yeah. know what? It made me feel so good. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like 12 people. That's my dream. But it was a really yeah. small step in being like, yeah. I got this and it's like really not a big deal because I make enough that this is okay. In the past, I would yeah. 
you like four cards, put them in, you know, like super stressed about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, take a moment and like, that's fucking awesome. I'm so proud of you that you, you took that step, that you did it. Like feel how abundant that is. And when those feelings bubble up where you're like, oh my God, why did I do that? Right. You just get to, you get to be a curious observer of your thoughts, let them go. They don't define you. That is not you. That's kind of bubbling up. And honestly, 12 of your friends, you could do that right now. There is yeah. nothing to say that you could not do that at this moment in time. Go to Popeye's, go to McDonald's. You can buy 12 of your friends. Look, seriously though, right? Yeah. You, you want to you train your subconscious that you can do it and you are able to do it. Who says it has to be at like, like Nobu, right? You can, right. you can just start stepping into that and you can act as that next level of yourself. Um, and you know, those, those steps are so valuable that you did that because you can identify the thoughts and feelings that come up in the process and then work through them. Yes. Yes. In like a baby step way. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I love that. All right. I'm, t- I'm taking I'm taking everyone out to McDonald's later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Scott, a couple more questions for you. Um, yes. This is going to be a big one. What's your top tip for anyone who wants to earn more money? Number one tip. Um, So uh, it's going to be a a short answer, but I'll explain the answer. My number one tip to make more money is to act as the version of yourself that has more money. Period. End of story. So if you, if you currently make $50,000 a year and you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, what, what I would encourage you to do is ask yourself, what does hundred thousand dollar a year, insert your name, do on a day-to-day basis? That's the number one thing I would, I would, I would say, and it's not so much about the actions as it is about the feeling and the being. So I'll, I'll explain what that means. So right now, my goal for 2021 is a million dollars of revenue. That's my goal of income of revenue that I want to generate. That's a big step up from where I, from where I was in 2020, right? I'm, I make great money, but it's a big step up. And so what I ask myself almost every single day. And I have plastered on my walls, on my mirrors, everything. What would million dollar Scotty do today? Period. End of story. And that reframes. And I use that as the focal point, almost like the lens to determine whether or not I should do something. Right. So if I wake up on a Tuesday and I'm like, oh, I have to like, um, I have to run to the bank to, to get a, to deposit like $10 worth of quarters. And then I have to go to the dry cleaner and spend an hour in line at the dry, whatever it is, right. I'm just kind of making up some things. I would ask myself, is that what million dollar a year Scotty does? Like, does he spend two hours running errands? Right. Yeah. And I have to assess and I have to step into that 2.0 version of myself, the one who makes a million dollars before the million dollars will come in. I have to start acting as him. So no matter what it is that you want to earn, no matter how much money you want to make, how can you step into that 2.0 version? How can you step into that, that version of yourself that already has that amount of money? What would they do on a day-to-day basis? That's a really good. I wrote, I was writing that down. I wasn't texting and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm writing that on my, <laughs> because you know what, when you said that, I, I thought like, okay, well, you think about what a successful person would do. So that makes you grind in the way that you need yeah. to grind. Cause a million dollar yeah. person would not waste their time, like dicking around on the phone. Yeah. You get up, you'd like work out and get your endorphins going. You'd get yeah. dressed for your day. You would like hit up and hit your goals. Right. So it's just yeah. like, it's a different way of like putting that pressure on yourself. I love that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. That's what I want to. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, okay, Scotty. So last thing is I, um, I didn't, we didn't do this for you to pitch this, but I do want you to tell people about your money manifestation course, just because I feel yeah. like we've talked about all these things. And really that's the last piece is like, if, if you guys are listening and like me, I took the, I did the course. I did sort of like, uh, like a demo sort of of the course. Called the initial elite. You were part of the initial elite. Oh, I'm the initial elite, you guys. Um, and I'm also an affiliate. So if you're interested, let me know. But can yeah. you tell can you tell people what the course is? Yeah. So the the money course is really created ultimately to help you do two things. Repair your relationship with money and make more money. That's really what the course was developed to do. It's an online digital program that you can take at your own pace. Think of it like an online university. Um, and there's six modules in it. So each module addresses a different topic. Module one, two, and three really dig deep into the energy, the frequency of money, the limiting beliefs around money, what money is, what money isn't. It's like the foundational principles you would need to really start to understand money in a, in a, in a deep way, in a different way. And then module four really focuses in on scalability. So really, if you're a service-based entrepreneur or if you aspire to be in a service-based entrepreneurial type role, right? So like a business owner, freelance, this is the module for you, right? How can you make more money and, and work less hours? And then I have module five and module six. Module five really digs into passive income because a bajillion people ask me about that all the time. So I'm like, let's just create a module. How do you get passive income? How do you start a side hustle? Should you start a side hustle? And then module six is all about investing. So as a financial advisor, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of conversations with people. And I want people to understand the basics and the foundation of what are different investment accounts? Like, I'm not going to go into specifically what you should or should not invest in, but I will give you all the foundational information you need to be more educated in a space where there's really not a lot of education, aside from like Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey and like, great, awesome. But like, let's start to focus on the, the blend between spirituality and money as well. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So when is your next like your next course start in enrollment. So I actually yeah. have the course open right now. Um, okay. So we are listening to the podcast on April 28th. That's kind of what we're talking. I don't know when this will actually go live. I don't know if it's okay that I said that, but no, it's um, fine. Yeah. It's going to go live. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, sometimes I know timing and you're like, it's going to go live in like six to <laughs> No, um, okay. I know with my podcast, I'm like, good morning. It's a Monday morning. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like they're listening to this at different points in time. I forget about that sometimes. Totally. And it's not like I'm not that planful, you guys. I wish I planned out my podcast episodes like five episodes in advance, but we just don't. We just, we got to feel it. We got to yeah. be moved. So. Yeah. We just go through it. So the course is actually um, up for investment right now. So anybody that wants to learn more about it can go to scottytaylorjr.com forward slash money. Um, and I know you'll we'll we'll make your we'll put your link in the show notes so everyone can kind of go to it directly through your link. Um, yep. And then yeah, you you can check out like the the page that gives you all the information. There's testimonials. You see your beautiful face on there as well. Um, and you can kind of get a sense of what the what the course teaches. And um, it's open for enrollment now. I will keep it open for a bit. So um, 
I don't, depending on when somebody listens to this, it may be open or closed, but for now it's going to be open um, for at least the next couple of weeks. Cause I want to get more, um, I want to get more people involved and more people aware of the course. And I want to serve people consistently and continuously. It just, it feels right for me at the moment. I love that. And then um, where can people find you on social media? You can find me and my daughter, Cash, um, <laughs> my, my furry baby, Cash. So my, I have a new fur baby. Her name is Cashew, Cash for short, which is very fitting for a money coach. Um, <laughs> and um, you can find me at Scotty Taylor Jr. Um, on the Instagram. So it's IE. So Scotty is spelled with IE, not a Y. Um, and scottytaylorjr.com is my website. And I have my own podcast, the uh, Money Success Mindset Podcast. So you can find that through Instagram. I have some money manifestation freebies. I have some workshop replays on money limiting beliefs. So I know that's a big thing that comes up. Like, do you have a money block? So I have a replay for if you have a money block, how can you identify it? Um, and so I have a bunch of free stuff there as well. If you're not quite at a place where you're ready to start investing um, in this space. Perfect. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well. Um, thank you, Scott. This is so great. This is such important stuff, especially I think as we move back into this yeah. world, opening up again, we're probably going to reevaluate our relationship with money. We weren't going out as much. I think this is a really important time yeah. to start talking about these things again. Um, yeah. So yeah, this was really helpful. My last question for you that I ask all my guests is what do you give the most dams about? At the moment, it's my daughter, my dog, her, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> so she's um, 10 weeks old and she's literally like just completely transformed my life. I don't want to start crying right now, but she's just oh. like the amount of love that I have for her is like just out of control. I've never felt this kind of love before. I'm also single. So hopefully a partner will do that. As well. <laughs> but she no, just loves they me. don't. They don't. <laughs> I'm so sorry, James. I love you. But no, your dog love is deep. <laughs> it's I unconditional. Really, and she already promised me that she's never going to die. So we're good. So there's no oh, issues there. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Promise, so. yeah that's um, good. That's good. Sometimes I look Rivington right in the <laughs> eye and I go, I'm going to love you till the day you die. And I'm like, what? this is scary. <laughs> You're like, who said that? Um, like, but honestly, the, but the other thing I really honestly give a damn about is helping good people make more money. There's just so there's there are a lot of there are a lot of things that are set up in this world. Not everybody has an equal advantage in this world. It's just the way that it was created, right? I'm a white male. There's just, there's privilege. And I always want to recognize that that exists, but that doesn't mean that we all can't change our lives. And we can't change where we come from and change our future, right? A lot of the world is not always perfectly equal and fair, but we can decide if we want to step into a new level of abundance, whatever that means for you. So my mission, my passion, my purpose, my drive really comes from helping good-hearted people understand that they're worthy of making more money, that they can make more money, and that they're good humans for making more money. That's really what I give a damn the most about, and you. Mm. So that was three answers. So sorry. <laughs> that was perfect. No, thank you so much. I just love your energy. I love your spirit. I love like I love watching the way you grow. You guys, you've got to follow Scott on Instagram because you always just have like you're supporting other people all the time. Like I just love your posts that you do to promote other people or you like shout out for your friends. And then you also give a lot of really helpful tips on there. So you don't find good people like that very often either so i'm really so grateful that you came into my life um oh, and i'm too. excited i got to share you with the give a damn community this is so much fun honestly i cannot believe 
the time went by that quickly. That like blows my mind. I know, I know. We were like, it's I gonna be like 35 minutes. Yeah, no, I have so many more questions, but <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do a part two someday. Um, and guys, if you have questions, like let us know. You can always message me, message Scott. Um, but yeah, Scott, thank you for your time today. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Thank you for being a part of this community. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, you guys, give a damn about your community, give a damn about your neighbor, but most importantly, give a damn about your damn self. Have a good day, my friends. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it really helpful. If you did, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes so I can keep putting out great content. If we're not yet connected on the socials, I'd love to meet you. You can find me on Instagram at Scotty Taylor Jr. and drop me a DM if you want to chat. Or check out my website, scottytaylorjr.com for more inspirational content, blog posts, and other freebies. I love you friends and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Remember, you're a badass and you deserve the life of your dreams.